Hello, and you are back in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. This is our hurdy fourth episode, and today we'll be discussing the double-edged sword of the internet age, and inflation is always the state's fault. So we're going to get right into it with the um, first topic. So the first topic is the double-edged sword of the internet age. So uh, if you don't know about this channel, Mamology 101, makes a lot of these short videos, very funny. Did a lot of stuff with uh, Dark Side Phil DSP, that's how he built a lot of his audience, but a lot of what he does is doing short edits of current stuff going on with the news, and there's a lot of stuff going on in the news that's very uh, funny and engaging. So with um, we're going to go over two videos will be linked in the description of this uh, of the Substack post and uh, on Rubble and Odyssey wherever you're watching we'll be able to watch these videos on YouTube. The first one is about I believe the governor of the Central Bank of Australia basically poo-pooing cash and saying that cash is very expensive and businesses don't know just how expensive cash is and we should charge um, for cash to try and live in a cashless society. And this is really what I want to get at is that they want um, a CBDC, central bank digital currencies. They want a completely digitized um, economic transaction system so they have complete control over your financial life. And this is just more evidence of it. And the fact that the Internet exists is allowing them to be able to discuss and usher this in um, in any capacity. This wasn't really possible even 10 years ago to the degree that it is now. And that's the really frightening thing uh, with the Internet age. You know, we have you know the parallel economy. We've got stuff like the Ripperverse and this podcast and me being able to do the things that I've done with Velvet Room Publishing where you go onto Lulu and buy the book and yada yada and all the people who sell stuff on Etsy and all the people who are um, actors in the parallel economy using the internet to connect with each other on the uh, creative side and then on the uh, economic side using the internet to sell their goods and services to um, people who are operating outside of the legacy institutions. It's a very great thing. It's a good thing. Um, It's allowed us to do uh, so much good in terms of building a strong, parallel, freedom-minded culture. But it also allows the government to basically encroach on all of our lives. So the intention, what they want is to have, um, you know, every central banking institution of every country have a CBDC where all of your money is uh, completely digitized on a government-monitored blockchain, and when they want inflation to go up, they'll put money in your bank account. When they want inflation to go down, they'll take money out of your bank account. And every single transaction uh, that you could possibly, you know, enact in will be tracked, whether it's like uh, one dollar, uh, you know, thing at a vending machine, or you paying your rent, you buying groceries, you doing anything, anything at all, um, will be tracked and monitored and taxed. And there you go as well. And that's really what they want. And cash does not allow you, um, allow them, I should say, to uh, track you to that degree to have that level of control, which is why they want to usher in this cashless society. But people are very much against, um a cashless society at this stage in the game because of how embedded it is and the fact is that there is still a pretty large portion of people who um, have a very good memory of what it's like before the internet age and you've got people like me who very vaguely remember it and also you know I was raised by people who weren't um, with words who remember what it's like completely before the internet so I still have that 
uh, ingrained with me to a degree. Like, I, I still remember going to Blockbuster. I'm still the type of guy that goes into um, the gas station um, and, and pay for gas with cash. Stuff like that. Uh, and, you know, all these, like, I say, I guess, old world things are things that I personally don't want to let go of and a lot of people don't. And when that generation gets older and we get to a more digitized generation, uh, I'd say 10 years from now, 5 to 10 years from now, that's when the push is going to get even harder. But it's just very indicative that they want to do that. And this is, you know, the conflict with the Internet age is that it allows us to transact um, to a extremely um, high degree. It allows us to decentralize, but it also allows the government to have a lot of control, not over just, you know, finances, but just um, tracking um, Internet activity and social media posting, all these sorts of things um, allows all this uh, activity to be monitored and basically used against you uh, in courts of laws to paint you as a terrorist or an extremist or whatever the state wants you to be painted as so they can put you uh, in jail if you go against their narrative. So that's the first topic. Next topic, we are going to write into it. We are going to discuss inflation. So inflation is something that's been discussed a lot since 21 when Biden went into office and inflation really has been jacked up um, for basically ever since people talk about how, uh, their grocery, uh, bill costs an arm and a leg and they just went to get milk and eggs, right? People talk about how gas was almost $5 a gallon at one point and now it's down to, at least where I'm at, a little over $3 a gallon. Still ridiculously high considering back in October of 2020, I remember it being around $2 a gallon. But, you know, whatever that's the case is that second video, if you, you click on it, it's some guy on, I think, MSNBC saying, well, you can't blame Joe Biden for inflation. This has happened before. This is all part of the plan. I don't want to say it specifically like that, but inflation really is just part of the plan uh, to uh, steal from you, to make your you worse off, and to keep you under the boot of the state. And it's also just how the state extracts wealth from the money supply. So you've got taxation, you've got regulation, and you've got inflation where the government engages in money printing and handing out money to basically anyone and anything um, that they, they deem fit, whether it's uh, ridiculous unemployment or food stamps or Section 8 housing or all these sorts of things. And I'm not saying that everyone on welfare is undeserving, but the fact is you print money and you just hand it out like candy to Ukraine or Israel or all these ridiculous public projects that are better off not existing, uh, it devalues uh, the individual value of a dollar and it makes uh, buying goods in the economy more expensive and that's by design because they get to extract that value with um, all the shenanigans that the Fed does, whether it's buying mortgage-backed securities or student loan asset-backed securities or messing around in the stock market, all this um, economic activity, it's called permanent open market operations, is enriching the Fed and their cronies, and it's making you poor because it's making your savings less valuable. It's making your ability to have buying power with the same level of income less valuable. So most people, even if you got a raise, you most likely are making less Less money in terms of real wages because inflation has not only um, kept not only has your wages not kept up with inflation they've been outpaced by it and this is all part of the plan and people are rightfully very angry about this and who are they blaming they're blaming the guy in charge but the guy in charge has a D next to his name so he can't be blamed for um, any meaningful problems so if they're going to say well it's not his fault this has uh, happened before and it's all going to be okay and prices won't go down it's this one 
thing this guy says is that yeah prices aren't going down once the inflation happens that's it and deflation is also pretty bad especially with a debt driven economy because with deflation debt becomes more valuable so if you have a hundred dollars worth of debt and deflation happens now your one hundred dollars worth of debt is actually worth one hundred and ten dollars that that's the point and a lot of people have a lot more debt than a hundred dollars so if we have a deflationary period and high levels of debt still then that's going to be a very bad situation so that but that would be the only way that prices would meaningfully go down if we had this deflationary period but like like I said we don't we have this debt driven economy we have a lot of people who are mortgaged up to their eyeballs who have credit cards maxed out to the wazoo uh so if all of that debt becomes more valuable to the average person as in like it becomes harder to pay that off because the money supply becomes more scarce it's going to be a very bad recipe now if we you know got to the point where people were paying down their debt and there was more economic security then maybe deflation would actually help us out a little bit but that's not the economic climate that we are in so really what well the best thing to be would be to separate the state from money but that's uh, definitely a bit of a pipe dream for now. The best thing to be would be to just have the Fed stop doing what it's doing and to have um, basically the market to be as free as possible, especially the energy sector. If, uh, you know, these drawing permits and all these uh, things that the Biden administration really stopped with um, oil and uh, Keystone XL pipeline, all these things, the speculative price of gasoline and oil would go down and that would trickle down to the rest of the economy but that would be some first things to do but of course they don't want to do anything like that they want to destroy this country as much as they can so they can extract as much wealth uh from it as possible inflation is part of that plan and as such uh you can't um blame the guy in charge for it because the guy in charge for it is enacting it or at least um he's his he's the puppet head of the people enacting it but i think with that You've gotten my message. Inflation is always the state's fault. So I'm not saying it's 100% Biden's fault that we're in the situation that we're in, but it's definitely his responsibility because he is in um, the uh, he's in the seat uh, right now. In the same way that uh, Trump was with all the spending during COVID, that's where we're feeling the effects of that um, now still because of all that money was pumped in the economy. That's definitely had an effect on the economy. So it's just the state in general. Um, is going to cause inflation when you have um, the state entwined with the money supply and they do these things to enrich um, themselves. They devalue uh, your money. Um, They devalue money for the average citizen in order to um, use that um, to enrich themselves. That's, That's what inflation is. It is stealing from current and future generations, their ability to have and build wealth um, in this generation and the next. But like I said, I am done. We are going into the outro now. I hope you enjoyed this one. Thank you for being in the Velvet Room with Joker the Fool. Be sure to follow my Substack, velvetroompublishing.substack.com to read Machine to Man and all my other projects.